You're listening to Journeys, a bite-sized podcast produced by Kama DC, a nonprofit organization that provides a platform for immigrants in the DMV community to share their stories, skills, and ideas. I'm your host, Marcel Llevano, and today's guest is Eddie Beter. My name is Ed Beter. I came to the U.S. in 2013, so it's uh, around like six years ago. Uh, my background is journalism and translation. And um, as many of, of other Syrians, I came to the U.S. because of the war. You mentioned you were experiencing the civil war in Syria that began in 2011. What were some major challenges back home and how did you choose to overcome them? So one of the things you face uh, as a journalist, uh, whenever there is any war or conflict, that usually the, the first thing that all parties uh, do is try to silence uh, journalists and to kill the truth. One of the things I was trying, I tried to, to use to avoid that kind of uh, any bad consequences to me is to use humor and, and use some sort of like... Uh, Avoiding telling harsh truths and trying to use the metaphors or something that actually be easy to understand and have uh, many, many meanings so it cannot be used against me. What was that moment that made you decide to start doing stand-up comedy? People have different mechanism, coping mechanism. Uh, some of them live in denial. Some of them try to go to bad, bad ways like drinking or smoking. Some of them act like there's nothing going on. For me, I just realized that uh, trying to uh, use the humor uh, as your coping mechanism can be helpful or so, no, so many ways. Is laughing is more like a global, global language. So people will laugh even if they are from different country or different culture. And sometimes if you watch people laughing, even in Japanese, you will laugh no matter even if you can't hear what they were saying or the jokes they were telling. And back in the days, I used to listen to stand-ups, comedy, and uh, see those kind of funny shows while I have bombings and like uh, tanks and all this kind of like clashes outside because I felt like with laughing, we can dream of a better future. If you're going to bury yourself into sadness and depression, you will not achieve nothing. So the only way to overcome any kind of like depression mood or bad feeling is trying to laugh. In trying to find other meaning in comedy, you mentioned that part of being a comedian is trying to find that link between the culture back home and your life now. What links between both cultures have you identified through comedy? So when I moved to the States and realized that is a huge uh, art uh, called stand-ups and there are a huge and number of people who are fascinating in trying to tell every possible story, I figured out what would be the best way to express myself uh, and entering that field at the same time. And I realized it can be something between which is linking my culture with the American culture. And it is something few people can do because you have to be full aware of both cultures. Like I haven't heard so far of Syrian who does stand up, uh, at least in my local community in the U.S., I said to myself, I can be that guy. I can be introducing the culture of my country away from war, away from the the suffer. I know there is war and suffer and miserable, miserable, but there are many other things we can talk about, like even dating or like culture or or. Uh, one of the things I, I mentioned started at the beginning, I was telling a story about uh, war and uh, how tanks were outside and the, 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 the war was really severe f- 
three blocks away from my my area and when the electricity shut down i become in total darkness my main concern not the war and the clashes my main concern what my mom would think if i used her favorite expensive fancy candles to light my apartment while there is no electricity and this is one of the moments we feel like people listening i feel like okay what's going on here it's literally one of those like wtf moment was like okay are he is not does not care about his life or the war and everything. It all he has, uh, all he cares about is mom's anger. In, in my defense, I would say, yeah. Imagine live with angry, grumpy woman for the rest of your life, who reminds me of every five minutes that you ruined her favorite candle for fifteen minutes of light and and in that dark uh, house. So I think one of the things you can do is trying to tell about your daily issue there and about your daily life in a way that people can link with their daily life. We all have this uh, uh, angry mom who get angry for things you have done or you haven't done. You have all have, we all have this racist uncle or like this annoying uncle who said, who always say inappropriate things in, in holidays or things like this. I want to elaborate on what you said on one of your missions is to break down stereotypes of immigrants. How do you intend to break those down and what stereotypes do you see? The fact that a Syrian guy came out of that war, still able to go on stage and have this amazing and laughable stories to the American people who always have this kind of ideas about fixed ideas about Syrians coming from the news. I believe I can change a little bit. And with this political atmosphere where there are a lot of issues and obstacles against Syrians everywhere, it's good to have someone who can say, I just look like you. I can speak like you. The only difference is I was born and raised in a different country, in a different continent. Mm-hmm. And I believe every immigrant from me and everyone else, they want to be contributing to society. No one want to come here and we'll be like, okay, I'm going to live on food stamps and uh, like medical assistance for the rest of my life where they are barely enough to cover my basic needs of like meals and vegetables. No one would do that, but it will take some time for me. I, it took me a couple of years, even though, even though, even though I was fluent in English, I, can, I, I know the American culture, but some people needs more than that. But the thing is, all the immigrants want the same. Maybe there are few not, but all the people want to have a decent life where they worry about no money, worry about no, no, no health, and they want to have this amazing and healthy life. I achieved that faster within maybe a shorter period of time, but it's the, the dream of everyone. So what I'm trying to do now is to speak on behalf of those people in front of the American community and at the same time tell those immigrants, look, you come here, you came here, you are broke, you came out of nothing, but you will achieve something. And if you want to have a proof, look at me. I came to the U.S. literally with nothing but a couple of hundreds of dollars I borrowed from my friends. And now I had my own place, I had my own life, and I built my career. So you can do that too. There was a quote you said earlier that goes, America is my future, but Syria is my heritage. I'm sure many of our immigrant listeners can relate to this. What does this mean to you? And what would you like to tell someone who is in a similar position to yours right now? So one of the things I uh, noticed from among any, many refugees or many uh, migrants I've met here, some of them, they either like stuck with their past 
I used to be from this country, I used to be from this city, and I want to stay in that. So I have uh, Arabic music in my com- in my house. I have Arabic food. I uh, interact only with Arabs. I interact only with the people I, I'm familiar with. And there are the people who are against totally the opposite. They were like, okay, I don't want to be anything to do with my old country. There is war. There is civil war. People are killing each other. So I'm going to be 100% American, Americanized. I'm not going to even eat food or drink or hear Arab music or do anything related to my country. I'm going to be 100% American. Both, for my opinion, can be wrong. Because you can be both. I'm always proud of the U.S. that country is hosting me and is giving me let's say the shelter and the future and the ability to dream again but i cannot forget that i came from a country that has a civilization that is dated back to seven years seven thousand years old that is rich even there is some tough situation that is facing now but i cannot ignore that it has been for seven thousand years and 100 years or 200 years of war will not remove that and the thing is try to embrace your history, try to embrace your heritage. You will not achieve anything without acknowledging what what brought you here in the first place, your ancestors, your, your history. But at the same time, accept that you are in a different country. You have a new future. That country gave you everything you have now. They gave you the most important thing, the ability to dream. And now, thanks to the US, I had my own career, my own life, my own future. I would never imagine what could happen if I had stayed there. Thank you, Ed. Is there a quote you want listeners to leave with? I usually, whenever I go to speak an event, I usually try to end up with the followings. People usually judge on in a person based on his nation or his background or his race or his country or region. I always ask people to judge on a person based on his merits. Don't judge me because I'm Syrian. I will be good or I will be bad just because I'm Syrian. Judge as me as a person. Don't judge me because I'm from different area or different background or different region or different. I speak different language. Treat me as a human. If I'm good, it means that I'm good. If I'm bad, does not mean that all the Syrians or all the Arabs or all the people from the Mediterranean region are bad. This is the. This is the only thing I can ask people to do judge every person based on your experience and based on the way that person treating the other ones don't generalize this don't generalize and say all this all those from the same race or the same country have the same attitude we are humans some are good some are bad and at the end we will all live on this earth so at least let's try to treat each other with respect and treat each other with the way that we deserve Thank you so much, Ed, for such a great conversation today and for joining us in the Kama DC Journeys podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and family. And if you wish to be featured on a future episode of Journeys, you can write us at www.kamadc.org. See you next week. <laughs>